Alrighty, look, before the title card, please, I'm going to just preface this podcast by saying I'm really sorry in advance if you wanted to see this movie, but I'm going to tell you right now, wait for it to get to streaming. Wait for it to get to streaming. Don't go to the cinema. Don't waste your money. Uh, This is going to be a very harsh review (laughs) and I am ready for it. So, welcome to this episode. Oh my God. Welcome to Reviews by Jay, the podcast bringing you weekly episodes highlighting the latest movie, television, and musical theatre reviews, as well as my thoughts and opinions on everything you need to know about the screen and theatre in Australia. I'm Jay Antonio, let's get started. Alrighty guys, welcome to one of the most disastrous reviews that's going to happen on this podcast, I can straight away tell you that, but I just wanted to talk about it for one second here. So, Morbius. Morbius, Morbius, Morbius. Morbius is a Sony movie in association with Marvel. It is not part of Disney's Marvel Cinematic Universe, the MCU. It is separate from that. Or is it? We will talk about that later on. Spoiler alert right now. Excellent. So, guys, Morbius is the story of Dr. Michael Morbius, who suffers from a rare blood disease. Now, he is very, very famous in this movie. He's very, very smart in this movie. And he basically goes to find bats that he wants to splice their, essentially their blood with human blood to create a cure for his condition and people who are also suffering with the same condition globally. So, typical movie opens up with him in a helicopter flying to some remote location to capture bats. And I'm like, hmm, okay, okay. So it's like, okay, so do you remember how I mentioned in the Uncharted podcast, which if you haven't listened, go back and listen to my Uncharted review. The movie opened up with this big action sequence and then it cut to the past. So the exact same thing happened here, except this was terrible. So it opened up with um, him going to capture some bats. Then it was a flashback to his childhood days in this hospital. I think it was like a hospice. Honestly, I think they were just kind of taken there to die. Um, But essentially, that entire hospital scene is disastrous. This guy walks in, Milo, they call him. His name's not actually Milo in the movie, but they, he calls him Milo. Um, His name in the movie is like, uh, what is it? Oh, it's actually listed as Milo. How strange. Anyway, so Milo walks into this place. They start talking. He's wearing different clothes in the same conversation. Then he's sitting on a different bed in the same conversation. And I'm like, guys, already, already we've got a problem. The story isn't matching the audio. It's just not matching at all. And I was like, cool, amazing, great. Then it cuts back to adult Morbius already kind of ready to move forward with this thing. And I'm like, guys, like what? How fast are we moving this movie? It does not, it's not making sense. It's not connecting. So then basically he cures himself. And by cures himself, I mean, he goes out into international waters to inject himself with essentially what is bat blood. Um, and for some reason, he turns into a vampire from bat blood instead of just dying. Like, hello, we're in COVID. So anyway... So, essentially, basically, he kills everyone on the ship except, of course, the girlfriend who is not a girlfriend, but for some reason is a girlfriend at the end of the movie with literally zero explanation. Um, Then he goes off to, I guess, back to his hometown where his best friend Milo, this guy who came to the, the, 
the hospice, the hospital, um, also suffers from a similar, if not the same, blood disease. It's not clear what it is because they couldn't understand a word that they were saying at the start of the movie. It was like this. Ready? <clears throat> my name is Dr. Michael Morbius and I measure mama. I was like, babes, English. Like pronunciation, please. Let's let's talk about that. Couldn't understand what you were saying. Don't know what disease you had because I couldn't understand it. So Milo basically uh, steals the same serum and injects himself with it off screen, off camera. And it's kind of like, oh my God, it's so frustrating. So there's one single kill that you are led to believe is Morbius, but it's actually Milo later on in the movie. It was such an anticlimactic, like, I can't even... I don't even really want to talk about this movie. It's so bad. And then all of a sudden, you're in different locations. Conversations have basically skipped. They weren't in the movie. It felt like there should be filler here. And then they try to like have this like emotional connection with Morbius and this girl who, up until the this point on the roof, have never once ever showed any affection towards each other. And I feel like the movie thought they were doing that, but there was zero chemistry, zero, like less than zero between Jared Leto, who plays Dr. Michael Morbius, and Adria Ajorna, who plays Martine, who is the love interest, who at the end of the movie becomes a Morbius, FYI, that's a spoiler alert, alert, becomes a Morbius, becomes a vampire, whatever they are. Oh my God, disaster of a movie, disaster. Cool. Um, The whole movie just didn't work in my opinion, at all. It was like, Sony was like, we need to do this and this and this and this. And they threw everything they learned about Venom out the door. Now, Venom wasn't a particularly good movie, but it was a lot of fun. And the storyline made sense, I guess, in the in the world that it had created itself. I enjoyed Venom. It was fun. I wanted to leave this movie as soon as it started. It was that bad. Let's talk about the famous line. Actually, before we do that, I need to play my review thing. Play the review thing, me. It's review time. All right, let's talk about that line. I'm starting to get hangry. Hangry? Hungry. (laughs) I'm starting to get hungry. You won't like me when I'm hungry. Okay. I'm going to... I'm going to just... I'm going to leave it at that, I think. If you've seen The Hulk, then you know why that line is in here question mark question mark question mark i don't actually know why that line was in here it was a stupid line it was terrible it didn't work cut the line it wasn't funny nothing about the movie was funny the movie was poorly edited the music was average at absolute best it wasn't the pacing was just shocking it jumped from scene to scene and then tried to like slow the brakes on a couple of scenes and then immediately a hundred other things happened. So you couldn't even like process what you had just seen because it's all a blur of visual effects. And I was like, amazing, amazing, brilliant. It's terrible. Um, Little things like the restaurant, there's a restaurant scene. Okay, actually, you know what? That leads me to this point before I talk about that. This entire movie was just a series of coincidental things to move the plot forward. And when I talk about, you know how when you're in a movie and, you know, naturally they have... um like a couple, maybe one or two, like, coincidences that will lead the plot forward. If Okay, let me try and think of an example, right? So, I reckon a good example of a coincidence... This is a really... This is not, not a great example. In Scooby-Doo... <laughs> in Scooby-Doo, the movie, the live-action Raja Gosnell, James Gunn movie, the first one, Fred grabs a book off the bookshelf in Spooky Castle, right? And he can't get... They can't escape these the swinging knives, you know, that scene. And Velma throws a book to him and the 
the book lands like on his chest conveniently and he gets thrown through the glass into a control room, which kind of leads them to find the rest of the stuff, right? So when you think about that plot, they weren't going to go through the window, obviously. They were trying to look for a door to get out. So that was a convenient plot point, right? It's a, that's a, like, my explanation there is a stretch. It is a stretch. I know it's a stretch because that is what is essentially a incredibly well-written movie. It is. You have, you can't argue with that. That Scooby-Doo live action movie is the best comic book sort of cartoon adaption. It is. There's, it's hands down the best one. The perfect casting, the perfect movie, the perfect length, the perfect everything. Everything about it is perfect. This movie, on the other hand, every two seconds, there was something coincidental to move the plot forward. And I'm not, I'm not joking. Every, every second, there was something that would move the plot forward that was just so outside the realm of reality that the movie felt dis- disgusting. And I'm going to say, like, it was off- awful. Here's a good example. They're sitting in the restaurant, him and this girl, uh, Martine. So Dr. Morbius and Martine were sitting in a restaurant. Conveniently, some people try to fraud the cashier with fake notes. Then Morbius hears them because he's got super vampire hearing now and leads, and they lead him to their lab where they create this fake money, which is a lab that also Morbius can use to synthesize an anti an anti serum basically they create fake notes they just happen to be in the same restaurant as him leading them to a lab where he can create an anti serum okay they again they create fake paper money so all they would need is a printer but for some reason they have a full lab that morbius can use to again create an anti serum <sighs> honestly guys that's just one of the th- thousand times this movie uses convenient plot to move it forward. Now, another thing, the action scenes in this movie, they are just blurs. You can't see anything a lot of the time because it's literally just a blur. Now, keep in mind, I didn't go to some like 1940s, you know, cinema to watch this movie where the projector can't keep up. I went to extreme screen at Hoyt's with digital projectors that are specifically designed for these type of action movies. This action movie, probably half of it was just full of visual effects, maybe more than half, I would suggest. They were all terrible. You couldn't see anything. The it just looked awful. It looked like a it looked like a bad video game on like PS3. Like that's what it looked like to me. Moving along, some scenes moved so quickly. They didn't allow time for the previous scene to even sink in because a hundred things had happened between the previous scene, which was supposed to be some like, you know, big, you know, monologue scene or like scene, dramatic scene with a girl or like whatever it is. And then there's a hundred things happened so quickly that you didn't even have time to process it. Oh my God. Alrighty. Then let's talk about the three things that were in the trailer. At least three things. There's more than three things probably, but the three things that I noticed. Number one, in the trailer, Vulture was in it. Vulture was in it in a different scene than what he was in. And by Vulture, I mean Marvel Cinematic Universe. Michael Keaton, Adrian Toomes was in the trailer. The first trailer. But he's the after credits guy. So you've spoiled the after credits scene in the very first trailer. First of all, that scene wasn't even in the movie. They they reshot those scenes to fit in with Spider-Man No Way Home. Next, this there was a photo of Spider-Man in the trailer. Nowhere in the movie. Nowhere. It was completely gone. And then finally, the line, I'm Venom. Just kidding. I'm Michael Morbius was cut. The only part of that that they kept was I'm the Venom or I'm Venom or something. And I was like, okay, 
Where's the joke though? Where's the joke? Because they might think you are Venom. This movie is terrible. Let's jump into the ratings because this is going to be an absolute shit show. I'm so sorry for swearing, but it's going to be a shit show. Let's do it. Time to rate that film. All right, I'm going to rush through this because I don't want to be talking about this movie any longer than I absolutely have to. Number one, storyline. This is getting a straight one. That's a one out of 10, guys. That's the lowest score I've given a storyline. And you want to know why? It's because the storyline felt like it was written by a child. I know that there were several writers on this movie, several people that wrote this movie. Um, I'm really sorry, guys. It was terrible. This movie, by the way, was meant to come out nearly two years ago. It has been delayed and delayed and delayed. They had already put Adrian Toomes, Michael Keaton, in the movie two years ago, right after Spider-Man Homecoming, the first MCU Spider-Man movie, right? Which is where Vulture is from. Since then, we've had two Spider-Man movies. Make it make sense is what I'm trying to say. Make it make sense. It's a one for me. Let's talk about the music because I'm not doing that anymore. I'm over it. Music. I'm going to give it a three because the music, the the composer of the music, who is uh, John Ekstrand, he's done a couple of other things before. This wasn't the worst in terms of music, but it certainly wasn't good. It was very, very forgettable. So I'm giving that a three. Acting. Guys, I'm sorry. Jared Leto. Stop. Stop it. Stop, 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 stop. I don't want to do this anymore, Jared Leto. I don't want to do this anymore. You think you're taking these incredibly artistic, creative roles? Like, for example, the guy from House of Gucci, the Joker, now this. Enough is enough, dude. Enough. I'm the Overall, the acting was terrible. Terrible. Terrible, guys. Honestly, the acting's getting a two. Oh, this is bad, guys. This is bad. I'm going to get freaking roasted by Sony for this one. I'm so sorry, Sony. Please, please invite me to your premieres. I promise I won't be this bad about everything. Next, effects. As I said earlier, effects, shocking, because you couldn't see anything. Everything happened too quickly. It was just a big blur. And when you could see things, it was like a mask had been put on someone instead of their actual face. (sighs) Effects is getting two. Two. Two, guys. Two. Editing. Ooh! (laughs) I'm giving editing a one, straight off the bat. Editing is getting a one. Here is why. The pacing, absolutely shocking, shocking. It was one of the worst paced movies I've ever seen. The general way everything was put together, AKA the cut, the edit of the movie, shocking. It didn't make any sense. The jumps were just ridiculous. The fact that you open on one scene, then with no explanation cut to a a childhood scene and then cut right back to the same scene. Like again, you should have opened in the orphanage open in the orphanage, then cut to that so that it at least flowed slightly better. Slightly better. Guys, I don't even... uh, Oh my god, let's do some quick math. I'll give you the final score and let's get out of here. Time for the final score. Alrighty, time for the final score, guys. So, just to recap, storyline, I gave a 1, music got a 3, acting got a 2, effects got a 2, and editing got a (laughs) 1. It's not even 1 out of 5. It is 0.9 out of 5. This is the first time I've ever had something come in under a 1. You know, my my reviews are pretty honest, from my point of view anyway. This is getting a 0.9 out of 5. Should you go and see this? Absolutely not. Do not waste your time. Should you take your parents to see this? If I had taken my parents to see this, I would have had to apologize when we walked out of the cinema for just how absolutely bad the movie was. It didn't make any sense at all. At all. Um... It just didn't work. Why would he go from one prison straight to another prison? I'm talking about 
Michael Keaton's character. And number two, the script right at the end when Vulture's flying towards Morbius. Heard you know about Spider-Man or something like that. I was like, guys, like, cool. Do not watch this movie. Do not spend your money. Do not waste your time. This is a very harsh thing. It is just a terrible movie. I really, really hated it. I really did. It was terrible. This is just an opinion of mine. That's it for this week. Have a wonderful rest of your day, rest of your week. I'll speak to you next week. Sorry this has been so bitter. Do not waste your time again. I'll speak to you later. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Reviews by Jay. I'm pop culture enthusiast Jay Antonio. Find me weekly on Spotify every Monday by searching Reviews by Jay for the latest in film, television, and musical theatre reviews. Check out my Instagram at Reviews by Jay. I am absolutely happy to take requests for movies and let me know what you guys want to see and hear. Thanks so much. Have a fantastic rest of your week and I will see you on Monday.